Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're having a good day. This is episode 48 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share tips on how to transition to a vegan lifestyle and, of course, chat with other vegans to get candid advice about how to transition and how to maintain the lifestyle and all of the things that go along with being on this vegan journey. You can learn more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And of course, if you're new to a vegan lifestyle, you can also download the free vegan starter kit, which is at brownveganvip.com. So today I have Joshua Black on the show, my fellow YouTuber. Y'all know I like chatting with my YouTube friends. And on this episode, Joshua is going to talk about his transition to vegan life, how he was just really tired of being tired, tired of not having the best health, um, not taking care of himself the way he should, how he decided to do a 21-day juice cleanse and lost 50 pounds after doing that, which is insane. We talk about the case against oil and how it's unnecessary. We talk about YouTube as far as um, being a vegan YouTuber and how that looks. And yeah just a really good chat with him just talking about life and the importance of having a really really strong why when you want to transition to vegan life so without further ado let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with joshua black from urbanblackvegan.com i'm doing great just glad to be here so let's start off by talking about why you decided to become a vegan okay so here's my story short and sweet so i was a vegetarian for a long long time um but not a very, as I like to put it, not a very good one. Meaning, although I was not eating red meat and chicken, I was still eating poorly to the point where I was getting sick. I developed diabetes, all the symptoms that come along with diabetes, all of them. I was so sick, so ill on medication, gained like 50, 60, 70 pounds. One day, i never forget, if the year was 2011, July 4th, um, at about 11 p.m., I watched the documentary Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. I saw myself in the lead guy that was, you know, in that documentary. Medication, he was overweight, sick, and just tired of it. That night, I got after watching that, I was in tears. I got up, stood in front of the mirror. I never do this because I was didn't like the way I looked. Took a picture of myself and says and said to myself, this is the last time I will look this way. And I then juiced for nothing but juice, n- no solid food, didn't chew anything for 21 days. Wow. I lost I lost 50 pounds. From wow. that point, I was uh, vegan. There was no looking back. And it's been intense ever since. Wow. 50. Okay. Let's unpack this. That is insane. One of the things that I really want to point out to our listeners is the fact that you made a conscious decision that this was going to be a lifestyle for yourself. I know that a lot of people think that they want to be vegan and they kind of go back and forth about it, but making that conscious conscious decision really helped you, it sounds like, because then the next step was for you to juice, to lose the weight, to feel better, to make all of this happen for yourself. So I love the fact that you were very intentional about it, but 50 pounds. So you lost 50 pounds in 21 days? 21 days. You have to understand, I went from... (sighs) from eating stuff like bread and just just eating anything that wasn't chicken, meat, or fish. So, you know, I'm big pizza-holic, all of it. But, Monique, what happened was, and this is what I do because now I, I'm a personal trainer and I try to coach and motivate others through the YouTube channel. And people ask, well, how can I get started? And the first thing I say, and they're like, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym. No, that's that's wrong. Because if your mind isn't where it needs to be, 
your body's not going to follow. Mm. You can for, you can force your body to do whatever, but it's the mind that leads the way. The body just follows what the mind wants to do. So after seeing those powerful images of this guy transforming himself, his life, his attitude towards food, I had done the same thing. It was now in my head. So it sounds re- amazing when you say, okay, you're just going to not eat for 21 days. You're not going to chew anything for 21 days. But when your head is there, it, it's not, it wasn't a struggle. Um, I'm working with a young lady now and she's all the way in um, Arizona. So the first thing I told her, she said, well, I want to go to the gym four days a week. I said, well, for the first two weeks, we don't even talk about the gym. We're not even going to talk about the gym. We need to, to, to understand your why of why you're doing this. We need to build upon that why. We need to build upon your mental strength. We need to feed the mental and along with feeding the body. So if you don't feed the mental, then the mental is weak and it's going to suffer. So when it's those, those times when it's tough, when it's those times when they're like there's nothing to eat, you can fall back on your mental to get you through. But if you if you don't build that mental strength, that's why I fast. That's why I continue to to, to do intermittent fasting or water fast or sometimes to, to fast because it helps me to build my mental strength. I like to I like to call it my mental muscle. It builds that. So when those times that I'm going to events and there's nothing there to eat besides like a cheese dish, a cheese tray along with some celery and there's nothing else and I have to be there for four hours. You know what I do? I fall back on my mental strength because I built it through fasting, intermittent fasting. I built it through looking at documentaries, understanding that by eating that piece of meat is going to be harmful. It's going to be more harmful than if I just sit it out for the next three hours and then eat. How long did it feel like it took you to get to that place where you felt comfortable about making a decision and being consistent? Well, actually, after the 21 days, my head was right in the right space. From there, it was like, how can I build to be better? Mm. That's, why, that's, that's why now I'm like doing no oil. So I'm constantly looking at what I'm doing, looking at what I'm eating. How can I make, make, make it even better? You know, what can I do? That's another reason I started the, the YouTube channel to um, give me more accountability, to hold me accountable. Now it's not just me. It's my six, seven thousand subscribers that are out there looking at me. It's not just me looking at the mirror, looking in the mirror. It's them looking at me also. Now I have to be accountable to not only myself, but others. So as the journey continues, and it's always a journey, is no end to the journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I have to continue, continually fall back some time, look, look at what I'm doing. How can I refine it? How can I make it better? What is the next step? So I'm, I, I don't think I'll ever arrive. I'll think I'll forever be evolving. It's so true because I feel like um, I actually talked about this in the previous episode, which is episode 46, I think. I talked about how um, it definitely is a journey and about the importance of making this lifestyle bigger than you, a purpose, making it a more of a purposeful life. And I feel like sure. you've done that with your YouTube channel. So we're definitely going to talk about YouTube because that's like okay. one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. But before we get into YouTube, I sure. want to talk about the oil, okay? Because sure, you, you get on me about this oil and I'm just like, mm, I'm just going to keep on sauteing this, these vegetables in a little bit of olive oil and coconut oil. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I, I get, understand that. Yeah, sometimes I'm better, though. I will say this because I use my, my uh, vegetable broth, too, sometimes to saute my vegetables in. But let's talk about the case against oil. Why oil is unnecessary in our diet as vegans? Absolutely. I can tell you that. And uh, not only um, as vegans, I'm going to even drill it down to being black people, period, and veganism. I'm, I'm going to drill it all the way down to that. But let me first explain this. It, it, it's not it wasn't an easy task for me either uh, and I'm still a work in progress um, I've been vegan since 2011 so but during that time I was doing the oil thing absolutely it's been like what the last seven months or close yeah, to a year about, oh, almost a year yeah since you right? said that. Uh-huh. so for four for five years I was doing the oil thing just like everybody else but then I had to really like I said I like to fall back some time and like look at what am I doing why am I why am I not seeing the gains from the gym why what's going on then I had to like like I like to say continue to feed my mental I'm like, I looked at Forks and Knives again, and I said, you know, I looked at that whole documentary, which I think every vegan has, and somehow, uh, us as vegans, we can kind of gloss over that whole section about oil. We can kind of like just, okay, what else are they going to say? Because <laughs> I'm not going to give up the oil. <laughs> we we could just, you know, the fact that it clogs our arteries, the facts, the fact that it's um, saturated fat, the fact that it's the most it's the most dense, it's the most calorie dense product on the planet. I, I do not call it food because it's not food. It is stripped of um, all fiber. And we as Americans are 90, 90, over 90% of Americans are fiber deficient. And you think about it, why? Because we're not like fueling our bodies properly. And oil, which is used for nothing but flavor, is not adding to our overall good health. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing anyone can tell me that oil does to make your life better besides taste. And we can't live we can't be teachers of I mean creatures of taste. We can't just live by what we like. It, it's, we need to be led by what our body needs. And if we can do that, we'll be better off for it. I agree. I agree with you, but I think it's more so for myself. I will say that it's kind of like a conditioning. So, you know, I, well, it is conditioning. It's not, it's no kind of about it because when I think about, you know, cooking and things like that, um, before I was a vegan, I didn't do like a whole lot of cooking. It was kind of like just throwing something in the oven, you know, whatever. And when I would look at a lot of recipes as I was transitioning, they would say, okay, saute with oil. And, you know, just watching my parents cook when I was growing up, we just used to the oil being there never really questioning why it's there. So what yes. would you suggest for um, substitutions, I guess, for oil? Because when I, I'm thinking about it more than just, um, you know, sauteing your vegetables. As far as using oil when you buy packaged food, do you not buy packaged food because a lot of that has oil in it so just give us some tips on how to how to overcome some of our addiction to oil sure sure and and believe me like i said like with veganism it is definitely a journey um so here's what you here's what i did or here's what i'm doing let me say that because i'm not all the way there yet but this is what i've been doing first thing i did was i'm going to stop buying bottled oil that was the when i initially started this i'm gonna stop buying bottled oil so then you start buying the um stuff in a spray can like the you know uh, olive oil whatever they have in a spray can you know and you're like okay that's one step 
And then after that, you say, you know, what, I'm going to try to ease back off of that. But then how do you saute or fry things? Then you find vegetables and different things that already have oil in it, already have that consistency that you can use in place of. You start using things like, believe it or not, water. You start using vegetable broth. You start buying utensils and equipment, tools that you need. I have a ceramic frying pan, mm-hmm. right, that nothing sticks to this thing. Nothing sticks to a ceramic pan. I can then saute onions with that. I've also learned that by using um, garlic, the whole clove, in the whole, don't even take it out, the whole clove, I roast that, and then garlic becomes like this buttery substance once you roast it that has oils natural to the garlic mm. that you can scoop out of that and put into the pan. Now, you may not want everything to have a garlic taste to it, but that is one solution to give you a flavor along with that oily kind of a feel that will also coat and saute things like onions. I know I saute onions with um, garlic. Um, with a little bit of vegetable broth, I put that into my ceramic pan, put a little top on it, put it on low simmer, done. And I've just saved myself over 125, maybe 250 calories because just a tablespoon, just a tablespoon is 120 calories of oil, 100, 100% pure fat. Let's, let's make sure that's noted too with zero, (laughs) zero nutritional value, zero fiber, zero protein, zero nutrients. Why are you putting that in your body? And then people say, oh, I'm just using a little bit. I'm just going I'm just going to use a little bit. And I always like to say, well, yeah, well, how about if I just put a little bit of this nail in your tire? How about if I just put a little bit of alcohol in your gas tank? How about if I just put a little bit of um, uh, uh, rat poisoning in your food? Just just a little bit. You probably won't have, won't affect you, but I'm just going to put just a little bit. You would say like, hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want that. So. But it's a mental thing. So by building my mental, by reading, looking at videos, following people like Dr. Esselstyn um, and his son, Rip Esselstyn, you start to like, it starts to become ingrained. You start to recondition your conditioning Mm -hmm. to want oil. And that's all it's about. It's just like reconditioning, relearning and understanding that this is not a help. And also, you know, so I always like to not rant, but always um, answer people who talk about um, being fat and being vegan. You know, this is a, a thing. I don't understand why I'm so I'm still fat and um, I'm, I'm but I'm vegan because you're not drilling down, looking at the really looking at the food that you're eating, yeah. like the stuff that you're putting in your mouth. That's not really food because oil is not food. But like you said earlier, because we're conditioned, but that's what we've seen. We've grown to find that as being the norm mm-hmm. you know so we just have to create a new normal that's all that's it. even with like being vegan that's we've created a new normal our normal is not what your normal is vegans have created a new normal yep. so within the journey it's just a process of going like okay no oil no oil now a lot of people do a lot of um, processed food, like box vegan food, mm-hmm. you know. I did that too. I think that's a great way to bridge to veganism, but it's a bridge. And like every bridge, you just want to come, you want to cross the bridge. <laughs> you don't want to like stay on the bridge. You want to cross the bridge. So after you cross that, then it's like, okay, what's the next bridge? Okay, oil. Now, what's the next bridge after that? I don't know yet, but I know I'm trying to get over that bridge of oil. And oil is very hard because... Sometimes I do want a veggie burger and there's only one veggie burger on the planet 
that I've found that has no oil. There's only one. And it's dry as a bone, isn't it? What is it? Um, I haven't had it yet because you can only get it from like, <laughs> you can only get it. From, I only seen it at Whole Foods. It's um called the Engine Two Burger. And oh that's yeah, yeah, from Rip, right? Yeah, right from Rip. From the guy, now yes. all he has, I've just I have to tell you about because I just met him through the interview. It was amazing. Really? With Rip? Yes, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. But anyway, I did this interview with him. He says, "Yeah, I have 32 products that have no oil." I was like. What? And he broke it down to me. I said, well, how did you get manufacturers to do that? He said it was very hard. I'm bad. He said it was very, he said some things we could not do because they're not just using, they don't put oil in it just to put oil in it. He said they putting oil in it as a preservative yep. to extend the shelf life of things. That's like, oh, I never knew that, you know? So this oil is insidious and it's, it's, it's not good for us. And I seen Rip in person. He looks amazing for does like 56 he? or 50-something. His dad looks amazing, you know? I didn't his know he dad was 56. I don't know why I thought he was in his 40s. I don't know what I thought. Because <laughs> no, he's an athlete. He's slim, trim. Um, he's He looks great. And his dad looks amazing, you know? And his dad is 83 years old. His whole family had born into the plant-based life. And they all look incredible. His dad, 83, still working. That's amazing to me. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because I'm telling you, after we finish, I was planning on, um, I was going to roast some potatoes and I was going to put some olive, not olive oil, yeah, or coconut oil, one of them, on my potatoes and roast them. And now I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. So tell me what I should do instead with my potatoes. Can I put them in the oven without putting oil on them? That's what I do. I, I do. Uh, I bought myself a, a like a, a small size convection oven uh -huh. and um, that's the way I make my tofu. That's the way I make my... Um, uh, I don't really do potatoes that often, but whatever I need to have a little crunch to it, or I need sauteed, I always do um, convection oven or I use my my um, ceramic pan. Mm -hmm. And I always use a little um, vegetable broth and it's, it's a done deal. Now, granted, you may have to, um, you can't just put it in the oven and walk away. You might have to come back and, you know, like coat it, it a little bit more, yeah. flip it, do, something like, do some of that stuff. But look, I'm good. What was your motivation to come over to YouTube land, which is where we met. Yes, yes. Okay, well, here, okay, there's there's like three things that truly motivated me. You know, as a lot of um, black vegan um, vegans, you probably go to YouTube to find some support because, you know, there's few and, f there's few and far between as far as if you're in a community, there's not that many, right? So you go to YouTube maybe to try some tips and some recipes, whatnot, and I came across your video and something just sparked this idea to like, I want to do this. I want to inspire, motivate and um, uplift some folks. So that was one reason. Two, I wanted to. What was the next thing I said to myself that can help me um, hold myself accountable to this lifestyle, to what I'm doing? Um, YouTube could do that. I can reach some folks and, and really share my story. And three, I started to really feel like I had the world's best kept secret all to myself. Like, I can't just, this is, it's not fair for me to keep this to myself. There's other people out here struggling. I walk down the street, I can see them struggling. I have a solution here because it is actually working and I didn't pay a penny for it. Mm -hmm. How and why, why be selfish with this? I need to share this. I need to get it out there and just share my experience. And, and the reason I feel credible is because I have actually gone through the experience. Exactly. I'm not, I'm yeah. not this vegan guy who says, do this to avoid this and, and avoid that. 
I'm only telling you what has actually worked, what has actually worked that I can relate to. So when people say like, I'm overweight, I say, you know what, I've been there, I understand. I can actually, you know, give them advice. They hold me, they think I'm a little bit more credible because yes, this is when he was big fat guy, this is when he's not a big fat guy, and these are the steps that he took to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that you said that you you started too as a way to um, keep you accountable because that was a motivation for me as well. I felt like there wasn't enough black vegans. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell people about this lifestyle. I never thought I would ever be a vegan. So I have to do it in a way that is like as practical as possible because that's how I am. You know, I got to share sure. my experiences and it did make me accountable. And I feel the same way. I absolutely agree with that. So let's talk about some... <laughs> Of the backlash that comes with sure. being a YouTuber. Right. I know that you have a video called The Beautiful Struggle. Tell us about that and yes. just talk about some of your experiences being a, a vegan YouTuber. Okay, sure, sure. So um, I started with the YouTube. I've been going pretty strong and I, I try to be very on point with like being consistent with putting out videos. I try my best and make them as creative as possible. But I definitely want hard-hitting issues um, at the same time. And I also want to inform and help, and I try to use my own experience. One experience I had was similar to yours when I got on YouTube. I said, let me see if I can find black vegans um, so I can you know, glean some information from them and from their experiences and maybe some of their cultural challenges that they're dealing with. And um, so once I started my channel, I wanted to make sure that I put up resources for other vegans looking for other black vegans so they can relate to. So I did a video that I do a few videos, these top five, not even top five, just pointing out five um, black YouTubers, sometimes female, sometimes male, who are, and it doesn't matter the size. I don't care if you only have 10 subscribers, but I just want to bring attention as long as you're doing something that's positive that's not causing harm to not only animals, but to people, then I wanted to like give you big ups and say, hey, check this person out. So while doing that, I've gotten responses from people, uh, comments that said, uh, most recently, it seems a bit racist to point out black vegan female YouTubers. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, it is crazy. Okay. It's absolutely insane. You know, even though the channel is my channel is not necessarily not necessarily just for black people, but there are black issues. My response is going to be straightforward and relatively simple. I'm just trying to bring light to those who don't don't necessarily have any light, who don't usually get any shine. Mm -hmm. That's it. So if there's someone and if there's someone who's doing something who is not who's doing something positive, who is not black. I'll give them shine too. But the fact of the matter is that those who are most unrecognized are vegans of color. And specifically on YouTube, black vegans of color, especially especially males, few and far between. I know they're out there, but where are they? And if I can do just a little bit to bring their story, their message to light, I think I think I it's it's my duty just to do that. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I agree. And I also always tell people that YouTube is just an amazing platform to just put yourself out there, like we said about the accountability. And also, I think it's an amazing platform to, I guess, make this lifestyle look normal to the everyday person. Sure. 
I know for myself, I said, I have to be at first, <laughs> when I first started my brand, I felt like um, I was going to be behind the camera mostly. And I wasn't going to show my face, but then I was like, no, I have to show my face. I have to show people that, you know, there are people, everyday people out here, um, you know, yes. sharing is love, sharing is lifestyle. So I think it's just so important. And then just something kind of like we talked about before the importance of being collaborative too. Like we have Absolutely. to look out for each other in this lifestyle. Cause it's not, I feel like there's not enough of us doing it. So right, right. what tips do you have um, for someone who is just getting started? It sounds like you're going to probably recommend a juice cleanse because <laughs> that was your experience. <laughs> it's real simple. That's what I tell everybody. Before you even decide to uh, change what you're eating, understand why you're doing it. Start to feed. Don't worry about feeding yourself just at first. Start to feed your mental. Start to feed your brain. Um, start to understand food. You know, understand what it does, why it does it. If you can understand why that piece of, I don't know, steak is not good for you, not just in granted because it's cruelty to an animal, yes, but why isn't it good for you? Why? Why do you not want to eat that? Why do you want to not want to eat, um, drink milk? Like, why? And the way you do that is by feeding your brain. You have to documentaries, um, studies. Um, websites, um, find leading doctors um, in the field, understand it. You have to build up your why. Once you can build up your why, then you can decide the type of foods you should eat or the foods you shouldn't eat. That's always the first thing. Before you start with any meal plan, before you start with any juice cleanse, because maybe a juice cleanse is not for you. Maybe that's a little bit too much for you, but you need to understand the food. That's what I always help you understand it first. It's going to if you can build up your thinking, build up your reasons why, then that's going to help you get to that next stage. That's to me. That's where the journey begins. Understanding and believing in what you're doing and having a reason for me. My reason is my family. I need to be here for my family. My why is so strong that I can never go back Mm -hmm. because I have I have a wife and daughter that are depending on me. I can never go back. You can continue to build up that why it's going to be so much easier to take this journey. Somebody wants, has any questions or they want to reach out to you for your coaching services. Yeah. Sure. So you can reach me through my website, which is urbanvegan.com. The YouTube channel, urban, everything is urban black vegan. Um, Just contact me, reach out to me on Facebook. We got some really strong Facebook stuff going on right now. And um, let's make it happen. I'll answer anything. Of course, all of Joshua's links will be at brownvegan.com under this episode so that you can check it out. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. It's such a pleasure as always. And sure. I hope to see you this weekend at the uh, the Vegan Mac Challenge thingy yes. that's going on in Baltimore so we can hang out there. Sounds good to me. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Joshua's always dropping the knowledge. It's good hanging out with him. Follow him on Facebook. He's pretty active on that. Urban Black Vegan as well as Instagram and Twitter. All of the show notes and all of his links will be at brownvegan.com under episode 48 and of course if you're enjoying the show be sure to rate us five stars so that other people can find out about the brown vegan podcast thanks so much for all of your support it's much appreciated and i will talk to you soon